it's truly interview season at home as my firstborn gives quite a few college interviews. And so, Hasita, I must ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> I literally stayed out of the career trajectory, so I wouldn't be asked that question. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> Isn't it just the worst? I mean, five years is a long time. It is a long time and I think it's it's only becoming longer in some ways. Uh, the pace at which the world is changing. Do I sound very old? <laughs> I don't know. But it really feels like things are changing uh, very quickly. And I think the world really does belong to those who can really ride that tide over and over and over again. And I've seen this with, you know, folk in the family. I've seen it with friends, older colleagues. Uh, the people who've been humble enough, I think, and open-minded enough to keep reinventing themselves, they yeah. seem to, you know, do just fine in life. It's a very yeah. curious thing. Yeah. No, it's, it is. And I I think that those who are kind of reinventing themselves for us, you know, for, for those of us who are uh, seeing them from an outside view, uh, I have a feeling the individual is not so much reinventing, but just continuously living in the present. They're just continuously saying, hey, what do I want to be doing today? Uh, what do I know? And hence, what's the gap? And what else should I know? Right? And just continuously working on the person they are today, knowing that the future me is just going to appear. Maybe a very different yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Subha, that reminds me of a very particular uh, person and she was a colleague to both of us at one point. In fact, she started out as a client with Raincraft and then she started working with me and now she's, you know, uh, in her third role in, in the time that we've kind of known her. And I think that's so true because every time I talk to her, it's it's always very reassuring because she sounds like someone who is exactly where she belongs. And I envy that so much, you know, in the sense that I look at her and I see someone who's not been afraid to, I, I was thinking that it was reinventing, but I see now that all she was really doing and she was doing it with so much passion, but she was being present to whatever opportunity presented itself, right? Because I'm just thinking to go from being somebody's client to somebody's yeah. employee, it's not easy, no? Especially on the ego. I mean, I'm just saying it's yeah. not always an yeah. easy transition to make. And and then many times the the biggest barrier is the ego, right? What yeah. will people think or how can this be me? Uh, and that's yeah. sometimes the biggest barrier. No, I, I get you. And I think let's... Uh, uh, spend some time on something that's been on my mind ever since uh, um, I heard Shankar Vedantam talk about future self. Let's really talk about future self and the today self. Mm -hmm. For sure. Excited. Welcome to Small Talk with Raincraft. I'm Subha, a leadership and executive coach. And I'm Hasita, a marketing strategist. We're just two people who love to talk and love to learn. And this is us being curious about the world around us. Join us. So the question really that uh, Shankar Vedantam, who hosts the very popular Hidden Brain podcast, is posing is, you know, do we really know what the future holds? Right? Um, and he, what he's trying to say is that we don't know. 
what our future self is going to look like. And he takes it to, you know, 20 years from now or 20 years where we're very well able to see that in hindsight, this is the journey I traversed and this is how, uh, you know, A version of B became B version of me. But who I will be 20 years from now, I really can't see that today, right? Mm. And so that got me thinking, how much should I worry about that future self? Or what should I do in kind of readiness for that future self? Honestly, I think even on a systems level, that is proving to be true, right? Uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when we were in college, we were taught JavaScript. And uh, some of us went on to study Python and a lot of other programming languages, uh, which I'm sure are still relevant today to some extent. But the reality... Reality, you just reminded me that I learned basic and COBOL. So thanks for that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you're just proving my point for me, which is that we live in a world of no code, right? I mean, you and I can go on Wix or Webflow and build a website. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to look extremely pretty, but it's going to do the job. And, you know, frankly, our children are probably not going to be as invested in learning programming languages as we were. And for us, that was a game changer, right? Like at that point, mm. if you didn't know programming, what were you a dinosaur? And today, if you know programming, then what are you a dinosaur? So, if, I mean, how do you even kind of then look forward to that future? And what do you prepare for, right? I mean, I'm sure I want to be excited about the future. And I want to think about my place in the world in that context, even in a professional context. But I have no visibility is, is what I feel. Do you agree that that's true? No, true. And also, I'm just thinking back how we linked some of these skills to the person that, oh, you know, you're very good with logic and hence you must know programming or hence you yeah. must do coding, right? Uh, a little bizarre now that we look at it that coding is not really the skill. Mm -hmm. Right. So logic is yeah. a skill, right? So yeah. Correct. So you could have deployed it in different ways too. Or uh, you it could have mm -hmm. been encouraged in different ways too. Uh but yeah, to to come back to this, the it's really about I think today, what am I doing? Uh can I break it down for myself? What are the parts of me that I'm using in a way? What are the mm. parts of me that I'm enjoying? And what do I want to add to that to to actually make it more enjoyable, right? And mm -hmm. enjoyable in the sense that it's useful to me, it, it's productive or it uh, gives me a source of income or it just gives me pure joy. Like that enjoyable is for each of us to define. Figure right? out, yeah, yeah. I was uh, reflecting, you know, thanks to this future self, past self, uh, you know, conversation in my head and I was reflecting on my career and I and I kept saying, oh, for 15 years, I was a banker. And honestly, I don't think I was a banker. I was mm -hmm. somebody who every day went to work and truly enjoyed running an operations slash process shop, right? right. It was about right. the process. It was about uh, is the workflow the best that it can be for the customer that we are serving? Uh, are we using the best technology? Are we using our people to the best of their capability? How can we make this better, faster, easier, simpler, etc.? Yeah. And hence, I was actually industry agnostic. 
<laughs> and the funny thing is, I feel like maybe you may not have come to that conclusion if you had not gone through that journey, right? And so it's just so true for all of us that as much as we want to be in this business of predictive intelligence about our own careers and professional paths, sometimes you just have to be in it. And that's something I've personally experienced and you know as well over the last year or so is that there are certain aspects of business to which I'm well suited. And then there are some aspects of business at which I positively suck. Right? <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. So it's sometimes just about being in it and then knowing, right? So and just imagine we have so many things today, you know, we can be podcasters, we can be artists, we can be scientists, uh, all from the comfort of our armchairs, uh, actually. So how do we really go about figuring out even to say that, hey, this is something I see myself enjoying five years from now. And the reason this actually came up is because I was talking to my daughter uh, about how I wanted to be an astronaut when I was 13. And then I realized the quantum of physics involved. Did you get the pun? Uh, <laughs> and then I kind of decided not to, you know, throw myself into that to that extent. Do I regret it? Uh, no, I actually don't. Like, I think I would have been a lot more miserable studying for being an astronaut than I am doing whatever I am doing today. So how do you even go about just sometimes I think being curious enough about the world, right? Yeah. yeah on a side note, I'm a little disappointed you didn't say throw yourself into the deep sea, but moving on. <laughs> I'll do more of that this year. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think um, it's becoming more and more clear to me that it's really about the present self, right? It's um, there's very little we can, um, I won't say, I guess it's unfair to say very little, right? We can't all just kind of uh, keep doing stuff without any notion of where we want yeah. to be or what we want to achieve. Uh, but having said that, um, you know, if you're, like I said, like I, I was a banker, but I didn't want to be the CEO of an investment bank or something like that. It was about the day-to-day -day work, the process, the people, the technology, seeing new technology, seeing new ways of doing things, right? And in a way, because that was my day-to-day -day that I enjoyed and kept contributing to or kept uh, yeah. kind of honing, my entrepreneurial journey was an extension of it. And now I can see it, that it was an extension of it that, hey, you have to do new stuff. Uh, what's the best way to do it? What's the best process? How do you mm. get the right people for you? Uh, what are the tools that you could use? What's the what's a good technology to use? And I think a lot of the work that we've done, Hasita, has been easier because for both of us, we we share that mindset that, hey, if there's a tool, we'll try it out. And we'll figure it out on our own and we'll see how best it can serve us. So whether it meant kind of building our websites on our own, uh, learning a WordPress, learning a Wix, or it meant uh, just think about how this podcast journey started. Yeah, right? yeah, um, yeah. We said, hey, there's a tool called Anchor and uh, you just have to record and upload, right? So if I can figure out the tool, the talking mm. part, I'll also figure I out. In fact, I remember the days when we used to just do it on the phone on an anchor link. I think both of us had to join the call and we used to, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting to think where it all started. But yeah, you're right. I think 
sometimes your hindsight is 2020 right like you can look yeah. back and say hey i started there and i'm here now and this is exactly the process i followed which is sometimes a problem that i have with a lot of business and leadership biographies and autobiographies as well yeah. because i do wonder how many of them knew what they were doing when they started out right and that's it's just you know as much as we say hey look to the future have some goals have some ambitions in fact i think january is the season for having goals and resolutions mm. and ambitions and so mm. much of that uh, but maybe it really just begins with smaller mindset shifts right yeah. and if i had to really say okay this year i'm going to think deeply about who i will be 5 years from now how do i go about it is there a process at all again using that bit of hindsight but also saying how do i make it useful for me going forward and i think what has served both of us really well is that we cast a pretty wide net in terms of what we are open to consuming and yeah. trying and uh, experiencing right and not everything that we try we are good at or we are successful at or and some of the things we don't even enjoy but in yeah. that <laughs> moment when we try something uh we kind of give it our all right i think like there was a time when uh we said hey audio is happening audio is where things are shifting to and both of us were like evangelists for clubhouse like there's oh. no tomorrow right we even had our own room or something didn't we Correct. like we said oh Correct. this is going to be where we build our audience of 10000 people but as we know that didn't happen but yeah but it was just our way of understanding audio as a medium uh technology around audio uh, how do you kind of speak or how do you gather an audience um how do you address that audience in what is essentially a monologue or a dialogue yeah right um so it's really keeping ourselves open to newer experiences not everything and then there are some which you don't learn from also which is fine you move on which in itself is a learning i suppose <laughs> okay hey this is something i know i don't enjoy like you know it's fine yeah correct fair correct. enough like i know that when um, uh, gst came in um, there were quite a few entrepreneurs who were saying you know this is very easy to do you're the business owner you should know how to you know fill in that file to the second decimal point and upload it <laughs> on your own etc fair enough i learned it i know how to do it but i can also outsource it right like no i just learned from your experience and i outsource it to begin with because yeah i mean speaking of things we don't enjoy yeah 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 but you're right in the sense that we couldn't have found that out had we not a had some personal or individual experience hmm. or b learned from somebody else's experience Huh. and yeah that maybe maybe i should read those uh, founder biographies a little more carefully why not <laughs> one of the good ones that i read in the early days and that's that's because um you know i joined the kind of founding batch of upgrad on entrepreneurship was uh, ronnie screwwala's uh, book i think dreaming with your eyes wide open uh, mm -hmm. or similar such title uh, where it's about that uh, that you know just to your point of those biographies where they seem to know where they were headed his was very clearly that hey i just kept trying one thing after the other 
right? Yeah. And took a lot of big risks and went into areas like cable TV, etc., where it was an unknown, but uh, used the skills that I had and the experience that I had till that point to say, how do I make this work? Mm-hmm. Right. So, but uh, the the thing that got me thinking about this wide net is um, why do some of us consume so much? Uh, and I think both of us have had that experience where a where a friend or a colleague or someone we know will say, "Hey, why are you reading about that? Or why are you watching that? Or why are you listening?" Like it's the breadth is pretty wide, like mm-hmm. from um, you know British dark humor to you know, <laughs> uh, catastrophes involving airplanes, <laughs> investigative journalism about airplanes. If I had to be more precise, <laughs> yeah, to really small town true crime. Um, yeah, Emily you know, in Paris. Yeah, um, Emily in Paris, which is you know as fun as it gets, but it's still about marketing. <laughs> that wide net to me is the most useful trigger for what I do next, hmm. because something I read somewhere, something I listen to somewhere, kind of just out of the 20 things, like one or two sit in my head and then it becomes a conversation in my head and then it becomes a conversation with you perhaps. And then there's some some output from yeah. it. Yeah. Right? In so fact, that's me, so true is... of a lot of work we do as well, right? Wherein it's not all coming from one manual or one guidebook yeah. that says, hey, follow these four steps and you'll yeah. you'll get to where you are. But it's more yeah. of that gathering of information almost like how you'd gather I think fruits in a basket I guess if it could be described that way knowing that it's always there uh, is there is some comfort and I'm kind of reminded of this uh, anecdote about how why do dogs stick their faces out of the cars even though they get bugs in their eyes Uh, and uh, the answer to that is because there's joy in the journey Uh, and I thought that was uh, quite a beautiful story you know it, it's it's valuable to be curious in and of itself, I think. And the end result, you know, to answer your questions about where do I see myself five years from now, I think I'm going to start by looking at myself five years prior and just kind of look at the journey itself and see what led to what um, and how maybe that is something that can be continued uh, going forward as well. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, for the listeners, if I may, like the takeaway that would make me happy is to just not worry so much about that one version of your future self, which is for whatever reason fixed in your mind, right? But worry more about or think more about what is that journey to my future self going to be like, right? What are the different things I'm going to do? What are some of the things I'm not going to do? what are some of the new ideas that I'm going to let enter my mind, right? Because today a lot of what the ideas that we, that do reach us are so heavily filtered by algorithms and what you've already consumed, right? So to be mindful of that and say, hey, what is it? What's that one thing that today I came across, but I don't know about. So then shall I Mm -hmm. just spend two minutes on it? And honestly, folks, it just takes a few minutes here and there, Um, you know, listening to one podcast and there was a mention of Ship of Theseus. And then I said, okay, what is this Ship of Theseus story? And it's a very nice story about how the ship was getting rebuilt or, you know, like patchwork or work done on it or repaired so many times that then the existential question came that, is, is this, this the still same the ship, ship of Theseus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? 
Yeah. And so that person 20 years from now, um, because there's so much patchwork done on us, right? Yeah. Parts we're adding, parts we're taking away, new experiences, new thoughts, new ideas, some good, some bad. That is not the same you. And I think that is the beautiful thing about the journey itself, that we get to be those ships, the patchwork ships that are different tomorrow than they are today. I like yeah. that idea. Yeah, so so which ship so. will I be five <laughs> years from now? <laughs> oh, no, that's the new interview question. Which ship will yeah. it be <laughs> five years Hopefully from now? Hopefully not the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you can go dark so quickly. <laughs> I know. This is gonna be, I'm going to help with this. But I think we should stop recording. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's really, um, you know, the future self is going to happen one way or the other. Um, you don't have to say, hey, I can't do anything about it. You also don't have to plan for it 200%. But focus on the today and step by step, you'll get there. And that you won't be able to predict that. When you look back, it'll be a very different version than what you thought. All that is fine. But enjoy the today and see how you can expand your horizon, your view, your thoughts uh, today. Sounds amazing. Bye, folks. Catch you next time. Hey, small talkers. Thank you for listening till the very end. We love bringing these episodes to you. And we hope you enjoy them too. Please do drop in your comments, likes, shares, reviews, whatever you can do on the platform that you're on to help us reach a larger and larger audience. And that would really make our day. You can find out more about today's guest or today's episode in the show notes. All the details and how you can find us on social media is right there. Thank you and see you next time. Bye.